Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie for your new life interviews. This is season, this is season four, episode six. Six. This is season four, episode six. I'm sorry, but uh, we're talking today to you today about one of my wife's all-time greatest books. I am saved. What now? Beginning your walk in Christ. This book was written just to help people along as they begin their new walk in Christ. Because nobody knows everything about what being a Christian is all about or the lifestyle that it entails and leads. This book is designed to help you out. There's eight chapters to this book, seven of which is devoted to your walk in Christ. Eight is about different uh, things you can write down and so on, taking notes and things like that that can help along with your walk in Christ. Chapter one is about where do you go from here after you become a Christian, after you give your life to Christ. Two is about different uh, churches, what what church is right for you, describing what you should be asking yourself about different churches. Three is about the baptism, what it means. Four is about how to pray. And five, is teaching you about the Bible and different things in the Bible. Six is things I need to release. In other words, different troubles that you have with why you weren't following Christ in the first place. And finally, seven is about your favorite scriptures that you might read and find and discover. And maybe you want to write them down or take notes on things like that. Just This book is just an amazing piece of literature that helps you and we're going to start off with talking about chapter one. Where do you go from here? Yes, welcome everyone. Yes, not everybody grew up in church. And so this is helping the new believers that just do not know what to do and where to go. You've made this new decision and you've decided Yes, you do believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for your sins. And now you have a promised eternal home in heaven. Because this earth will not last forever. And you will not last forever. And where do you go from here? And so now that you've made the best decision you've ever made, how do you grow closer to God? How do you continue to walk in Christ? How do you manage your everyday life? Well, these are some things that's going to help you stay strong and it's going to help in either way. And the last three chapters, as Donnie discussed, is just places for you to make notes. It's places for you to make notes and write things down. So the first chapter, I've just been saying, where do I go from here? Yes. You've just made a victorious step. And so where do you go from here? So first of all, first of all, you need to find a church. You need to find a good church to get into and allow the Lord to lead you and guide you. But we're going to read through some steps. 
Step number one is obviously repenting of sin. And you need to be truthful and honest with yourself about the repentance of sin. Everybody can say they're repenting of sin, but is it true in your heart? Two, you need to ask Jesus into your heart. And three, you need to find a good church. Ask the Lord to lead you to the right one. Going to church will not save you in any way, but fellowship with other believers is something we are called to do, and it helps you stay close to God. And what we mean by prayer, you need to ask God what direction He's want you to go with. Because this is about a personal relationship and building this personal relationship between you and God. He's going to direct you in the right church because not every church is right for everyone. There's different churches out there, and some are good, some are bad. Some are not actually going by the teachings of God. Some of them are just there like a concert hall. You need to ask God and have him direct you and ex just explore different churches. And if, if you walk in there and you feel like, oh, wait a minute, this is not the right place for me, then get out. And Or you walk in there and it feels like a sunshiny day in May. That may be the right church for you. Yes, and to clarify and go even further on that is we're all human, even pastors. So don't put any on a pedestal. The only ones we should worship and hold up on that pedestal is our Lord and Savior. You know, our Father God. That He is the only one that we need to put up on that pedestal. And so, yes, it are sadly enough there are churches today that are just preaching for what the Bible says, telling people what their itching ears want to hear. But truth is what helps you. Truth, knowing the truth is what saves you. Believing the lie isn't going to help you. Believing a lie, how is that going to help you? How is that going to get you to where you need to be? How is that going to help you to grow? How is that going to help you recognize the things that are wrong in you and you keep finding your place, set yourself stuck in a place and not knowing where to go and not knowing why things keep going wrong. But if you keep living in a wrong perception, then it's going to keep turning out the same way. You can't keep planting an apple seed and expecting an orange tree to grow. So you need to find a church that is full of the Holy Spirit. Not all of them out there are like that. That are people-friendly, seeker-friendly instead of God-seeker-friendly, right? Because we're there to worship God. It's his house. We're not there to worship people. And so, yes, we do need to find a good church and ask God to lead you one. that One that preaches the whole Bible. Then get baptized. First Peter 3.21 says, And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you, not also, um, also not the removal of dirt from the body, but a pledge of a good conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That means it's an outward decision of a public, it's, uh, excuse me, it's an outward um expression of an inward decision something you made and you should be ashamed to, to tell people that i've got a promised home in heaven i just made the best decision of my life and then he's also gonna help you all through life he's not gonna leave you helpless
just like my father. My father didn't clothe the kids down the street. They didn't, he didn't take them to the doctor. He didn't sit home with them when they were sick. He didn't comfort them when they were sad because he, they're not his children. You have to be a child of God to experience all the benefits that he has. And so you should want to let the world know that, hey, I'm a child of God now. Exactly. In this baptism, everybody needs to be baptized, but they need to be baptized in the right way by the right person. You can't just say, oh, one day you want to be baptized and God not be in it. Or two, you need to uh, go into a church and like, oh, they, everybody needs to be baptized in this church. Yes, that's true, but baptized in the right way. And again, by the preacher that is actually knowing what the baptism is. And maybe you can offer take classes on the subject because baptism is a personal relationship. Like I said before, like getting saved, by a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you're not ready, you're going to be doing it for the wrong reasons. Not the right reasons by any means whatsoever. And by being baptized by the right person. Not everybody is suited to, to baptize people. And five, stay, stay, stay in the Word. You got to be fed. You got to be fed by the right person. You got to be uh, reading the right verses and know, and, uh, and studying the Word. It's all about studying and building that relationship. Just like when you go out with a girl. You have to get to know her. Not everybody knows God and not everybody knows the girl. The same, the same scenario. You're there courting her, so you should be courting God. Amen. And the word of God is your spiritual strength. It's your food. But it also has his promises in there. It also has his instructions in there. So how do you know what pleases God and what do doesn't please him? You know that by the word of God. It feeds you spiritually. That's why we need to stay in the word of God. You know what to do because Satan knows the word of God. And so it is your armor to fight off the attacks when he comes at you with all these negative thoughts like, no, not today, God, because God says this. You'll know what promises to stand on when you read the word. John 15, 5 says, I am the fine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, then he will, then he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then the last one in this chapter is communicate with God daily. Talk to him. Draw near to God, it says in James chapter 4, and he will draw near to you. Talk to him. That's how you get to know him. That's how your faith grows. You talk to him, but then you also come to him in prayer, and thanksgiving, and prayer, and adoration, and then with your supplication, then, you know, anything you need to repent of, and then pray for others. But then also thank him. In closing, thank him in prayer also that you know he's going to answer your prayers, that you know he's heard you, that these things will help you stay close to God. So now we're moving on to chapter two. And yeah, like I said, this, this thing has eight chapters in it, two of which are taking notes, but this is just an amazing, I don't want to say instructor manual, but this is just an amazing book that will help you in your journey of Christianity. It's not it's it's not designed to be your only only book. 
finding this, but it's just an amazing, amazing book that's going to help you with your journey. Two is, uh, is about church. Find the good church to attend. Find the right church to attend. And these verses here that she has, Hebrews 10, 25 says, let, not, let us not give up and give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Let us encourage one another and all the more as you as you see the day approaching. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 uh, through 14 says, the body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though its all parts are many, they form one body. So it is the, with Christ. For when we are bat, all baptized by one spirit into the body, whether Jew or Greek, slave or free, and we all are giving one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. We meet others that also can help us and be a comfort to us when we need them to talk to somebody. Godly counsel for all fellow believers, one who may be through uh, through some of some of the things that we will help you along the way. See, that's a part of fellowship, everyone. Yes, we can all learn from each other. And going to church, it's another family. It's a family that's going to stick by you, that's going to encourage you, that's going to pray for you, that's also going to help you in, in those times of need that you may have. And they'll help you through the love of God. But they'll also be there, the, the pastor is there also, and it's to help you grow in your walk in Christ. So there's different activities, there's different opportunities of service that will also help you to become more a part of the church and a part of your new family. And as you become more a part of it, as you keep growing and you're hearing the word, and sometimes you'll be hearing a message and it'll speak right to your heart. You grow with, you grow the more you get involved, the more you go, the more you hear the word. And it's also where you will hear anointed words of God. What I mean by that is the pastor is going to speak something and it's like he's almost speaking directly to you. And it's going, you're going to hear exactly what you need to hear, words of encouragement. And it's a place where we can worship the Lord. John 4, 24 says God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Psalm 29, 2 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name and worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Church helps you to get to know who he is, who the Lord is. And the more you get to know who he is through going to church, through praying and talking to him and reading the word, the more you truly get to know who he is and who you are in him. Exactly. We're all supposed to be a part of a church, whether it be one church or another. Not all churches are perfect, so don't, don't get us wrong by that. All churches are different, but they're different for a reason. Everybody is different, not everybody is the same. It's like husbands and wives. They have different personalities, but they all work together. It's the same church. They all have different personalities, but they all work together for one cause. They're supposed to be worshiping our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to take a quick break here. And we're going to play a song, a song called Church by uh, Cochran and Company. We'll be right back, and we're going to continue on with Chapter 3. Be right back right after this. There was a time that I swore I would never go back. 
I was blind to the truth, didn't know what I had I was running, I was searching But every place I turned for healing Left me more broken than the last Take me back To the place that feels like home To the people I can depend on To the faith that's in my bones Take me back To a preacher and a verse Where they've seen me at my worst To the love I had at first Oh, I wanna go to church Trying to walk on my own But I'm wound up lost Now I'm making my way To the foot of the cross It's not a trophy for the winners It's a shelter for the sinners And it's right where I belong Take me We're continuing on with this book that my wife wrote years ago. I am saved. What now? Beginning your walk with Christ. Chapter 3, 21, is about the baptism, teaching you about the baptism and what exactly it is. The first thing Jesus did before beginning his ministry was to get baptized. He set examples for us to follow. And, and this says that right in um, what? Matthew and, Matthew and Luke, right? It talks about. Yeah, Matthew says, uh, chapter 3, verses 13 through 17 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be here baptized. I need to be baptized by you. And you come, and you do, and you, do you come to me? And Jesus replied to him, says, Let it be so. Now it is proper for us to do this. To fulfill all righteousness. See, even he knew he needed to be baptized. Because he's pleasing his father. And his father says, we need to be baptized. Everyone 
needs to be baptized. That includes Jesus Christ because he came back here in the flesh. Yes. Baptism, like I said, is an outward showing of an inward decision. And it is a testimony to others. It is an act of affirming your faith, the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that you just made a commitment to. It's a wonderful experience, and this is something you really don't want to miss. So the next chapter is prayer. Prayer is a necessity of a believer, and it's also a privilege. You get to talk to God Almighty, El Shaddai, creator of heaven and earth. That is just awe-inspiring when you think of it, that we get to talk to you. And then not only that, he wants to talk to you, and he wants you to talk to him. And day by day, as you continue your walk, as you stay in the Word, as you go to church, you read your Bible, things become clearer. Your eyes become more and more open. You, you begin to understand things. Some things you'll understand and you'll get right away. Even healing, sometimes it's instantly. And just like the blind man that Jesus healed. At first, he opened his eyes and he said, I see men walking as trees. But then he had to touch him again, and then his eyes were opened. So sometimes things are progressive. As you continue to grow spiritually, become more, you'll grow more and more, and you'll understand more and more. It'll become easier to submit to the Lord as you allow him to lead you. Prayer is talking to God. And it doesn't have to get mechanical and formal. Because he says in Romans 8.15, Abba, Father, meaning he is our daddy God. Yes, he wants you to thank him and recognize him for who he is. He wants you to repent of your sins. Ask for protection. Ask for your daily needs. And just remember to thank him. In closing. You know you're going to answer. That is basically the Lord's Prayer. That's that's the you don't have to pray it word for word. You can if you want, but that is basically the Lord's Prayer. Honoring Him, recognizing Him, giving Him the glory, and thanking Him, repenting, asking for His protection, and asking for the things that you that you need daily, and then thanking Him and giving Him the glory. That is the, an example, he says, in the way you should pray. But then also you can come to him just to talk to him. Every time you come to him, it doesn't have to be in prayer or something that you need. You can go to him and talk to him just as you would a friend. Prayer is our open communication with God. Yes. Prayer is our open communication with God. Absolutely. He may know the end from the beginning, but he wants he wants us to ask. James 4 2 says, You do not have you don't have because you because you do not ask God. When we talk to God, you will become more and more intimate with us. Praying, you can just simply come to him and talk and not ask for anything specific. You can just have, just have a simple conversation back and forth. 
and you just and you know God's voice when you hear it. He'll, he'll be speaking to your heart, and your heart will let you know. You know, and when He is still small, there's still a small voice in your heart. He will answer, and you will know it is Him. You will just have knowing in your heart that says this was Him, and a warmth, and, and a warmth in your heart as well. The Holy Spirit will testify to your spirit when God is talking. You will know God when he, when he talks to you and tells you what to do. And he may not tell you everything all at once because it just may not be the time for you to know it. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what you need to know and he knows what you know. We don't know. But moving on to chapter 5, the Bible, the most important document in our nation's history. John 6.35 says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Stay in the word of God, and God, the Holy Spirit, will lead you and guide you and teach you. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says, All scripture is God's bread, and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, and uh, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good Yes, as we said before, it is your spiritual food. And the Bible is to our spirit as food is to the body. And without either one, we will be weak. And Satan is not going to let up on you. Just because maybe one day you get up and you're just really not in the mood to read it. Okay, he's not going to let up. And that one day can become one more and one more and one more. So... It is your spiritual food. It is your weapon. And in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, put on the full armor of God. You need to put on that armor every day. And the sword, which is the, the word of God, it tells you to put that on every day. And it said, it says in Hebrews that it's a double-edged sword. Why? Because it ministers to you, and then it also ministers to others through you but it's also one outwardly your weapon against satan who's constantly going to be trying to take you down and it is god breathed the word of god is given to us to bless us to help us to encourage us to teach us to give us his promises give us his instructions to obey we need to stay in the Word of God, and the Word of God helps you to grow. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, Romans ten seventeen says. So, read it out loud so it gets into your heart. And Jesus, He is the Word of God. He's the Word who became flesh. John 1, 1 and 2 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word of God sustains you. The Word of God, the Word came first. So it was really kind of important, and it's powerful. And we can speak out His Word. It says in Proverbs 18.21, it says the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The Holy Spirit of God, who worked through him as he spoke the world into existence, 
we have that same spirit as it says in Colossians 2, 9 and 10. So if we have the same spirit that created the world, then if we speak out his promises and speak them out loud over our family and our situation, then that same power is going to bring those promises to fruition in our life. Exactly right. You just have to believe and know and trust in his word and his wisdom that we will accomplish everything that we want to do. And the thing is, we all, we're all children of God and we all have the single thing that God created us in the first place. Is that we have a single purpose and it's our job to to follow through and get it accomplished. And it's just a miraculous thing that we created this for a reason, for a purpose to commit and to fulfill his purpose for us. Do we know what it is? No. But will he tell us what it is? Absolutely. You know how we're going to find out? Simple. By asking him. Talking to him. It's like when you go to work. Your boss has an accomplishment that you need that he needs you to follow and get it done. Same thing with God. He has a task for us. And he's going to make sure we're going to follow through with it. But the thing is, we have to listen and do as he has instructed us to do. When we can't do that without getting instruction from him. And uh, what are we going to do? We're going to listen to him or are we going to go our own way? That's right. And there are so many more verses in this in this book. There are so many more um, that will help you to understand why you need to go to church, why you need to pray to God every day, why you need to read the Bible and, and fellowship with other believers. And if you get this book, I guarantee you that it will help you and lead you and guide you. Like I said, there is chapters at the end of the book. The last three are just to help you write notes and things to remember. Um, this is to help guide you in your walk to grow closer to God. Because we make that profession of faith and then where do we go from here? The pastor can't be with you every day. So... Yes, he's there to help you, but you need something that's going to be there to help you and guide you every day in your new walk in Christ. And this book will help you to do that. It will help you to know what do I do next. And so here's Donnie. I hope you enjoyed that message. Uh, and we're going to come back next week with a regular message. But here is Donnie to tell you some updates. Yeah, so just a reminder that this book is called I'm Saved, What Now? Beginning Your Walk in Christ. You can get this and all of our other books either at Amazon or on our website, yournewlifeministries.org. Just remember, we've got dozens of books on there. Every one of them is, uh, is devoted to Christ and how, it, how we even have our books on there that shares our personal testimony of our journey with Christ. But like I said, you can get all of them on our website or Amazon or wherever website you get them sold. And we also have two more books that are just been released. My personal one is My Pathway to Jesus Christ. 
It's a second edition. You can get it on our website as well. And in my father is like looking through the eyes of love. That is a, uh, our second release. You can get that on our website as well. And we got many, many other books that's coming down the pipeline that we're going to be publishing uh, within the next year. So don't forget to check it out. And don't forget to visit our website at yournewlifeministries.org. We got more than just books on there. We got our devotion. We got the my um, blog that we that Sandy posts out almost every week, and so many other different things. And don't forget to join our mailing list as well. We definitely want to get in contact with you. We want to pray for you. We want to help you in your journey of Christ as well. So don't forget to sign up for our email list. We'll get updates through your email as well. And this podcast has grown quite a bit over the last couple of years that we've been doing it. We've got listeners all over the world, so we want to thank you for all your continued support. And uh, in closing, you have anything you want to add, hon? No? And in closing, just always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. I'll catch you later, bro.